What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. All right. So today we got a prolific guest with us, man. He is one half of the beloved group Atmosphere, uh, dope lyricist. He is a label owner rhyme sayers um man they've been a trailblazer in the indie scene for quite some time welcome slug man hello thank you for having me. yeah hey the pleasure is mine uh the pleasure is mine i, I appreciate I, the, the kind words there that, that oh yeah of, of course of course and 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 uh most importantly for us is that you're a father so that's why you're yeah, here that's today. that's how that's where you're a superstar here yeah See, you know <laughs> i'm happy that i got here before i made it over to drink champs <laughs> like yeah that's not what i want to be known for i'll be that dad if you talk dad stuff i'm a professional dad i got a i got a gang of kids uh and yeah, I guess. what's a gang of kids? Yeah, yeah. Let's well, talk about it's it. like you know, it's like a gaggle of geese. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a a, a a squad of wolf, or is that pack? I'm not sure, but a gang of kids. Uh, I have I have four sons. Wow, wow. To me, that's a lot. It <laughs> is. It's, 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 it's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got two, and I'm overwhelmed right now. I'm an amateur dad. You're a professional. I'm an amateur dad right now. It, it's uh, <laughs> it's more than my father had. Um. Uh. uh however, my grandfather had eight. So. I, I got a long way to go. Yeah, I, I, I was going about to say like a couple generations ago, having seven, eight, nine wasn't too uncommon. But or in the teens, my grandma had sixteen <laughs> brothers and sisters. That's that old school shit. That, that had to be uncommon. That's same, a lot. That's a same workforce. Up, you have a my wife. you have a, a labor force when you have that many children. You know, yeah, I did have like, a farm. I think they needed farm hands. <laughs> you got to watch out. They're gonna unionize on you. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the age range on the four? Uh, my age range goes from four to 26. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. You know, and considering that I'm only 34, do the math. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, before we started though, you had an interesting reason why you, you said you showed up late to the pod. Can can we talk a little bit about that? (sighs) All right, let's, let's go. Um, yeah, I had to flip the laundry because I'm looking at the time and I'm like, okay, cool. Everything appears to be, oh, Okay, if I don't get this load in now, I won't be able to flip it before I got to leave to go pick one of the kids up from school. And that's going to put me back uh, when it comes time to dinner and to operate. You know, it's laundry day. And, and I just I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I, com- I'm, I compartmentalize. I need structure. And so I just looked at and, and, and finagled the time and thought, OK, I'm going to have to be two minutes late because I got to go over here. I got to throw these clothes in the wash, throw these in the in the dryer. I don't have time to fap the shirts. Uh, let's go priorities man so i didn't i didn't i did not fap the shirts and so the one that the one that likes his shirts to be long they're they're gonna wait i'll fap them tonight hopefully so so you're you're more afraid of your kids reaction to not having their laundry proper versus your lady is that who's gonna give you the the no she don't yeah no her her she uh 
my problem is my problem. She don't, she don't care if I get the laundry in or not. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, it's, it's the kids need the clean stuff. Uh, I don't like, I do not ever want to be the reason my children are embarrassed. I go the mm. other way. They can, they, they, I can be embarrassed. They can embarrass me all day, but, but I don't ever want that type of, um, yeah, I, 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 you know, when they get embarrassed to me, it's going to have to be because of how I'm dressed when they reach that age or when they reach that place where they're like, oh, my dad's a dork or something like right. I'm cool with that, but not on some, like I sent you to school looking, looking crazy. crazy right? Yeah. Where, where does that come from? Where, where does that stem from? Um, there's a lot of parents who probably don't, wouldn't care about that, but I, I like the fact that that's, that that's a priority for you. Okay. Where does it come from? Do I got to pay you an hourly rate to talk? About <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure it comes from, uh, my own youth and, 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 and moments of being bullied or, or, or traumatic moments where I felt embarrassed of a scenario or situation from, you know, being broke. I mean, yeah. I, I grew up poor and when you're poor, some, sometimes everything ain't tight you know what i'm saying and so it's like having having that instilled in me i don't want that to be i don't want that to be their problem i don't want them to have to pay for the fact that i you know had had that you know what i'm saying so all right totally that's real shit you want them to be the odd kid out i i you know uh if you want to be the odd kid that's on you but i'm Uh, yeah on their own record yeah you know what i'm saying like like, but but not not because you know your mom or your dad are slipping like that's the worst you know yep so you've got some older kids. How was that being a father early on? Because I'm assuming that's a, this is older early kid, on in your he has career. Adults. What are you talking yeah. about? Um, <laughs> Still kids. It, it was it was <laughs> it was harder when I was younger for a number of reasons. One, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I was mad at the world. Um, I was uh, I was broke. Um, I didn't have all of the experience that I now have to to help inform my decision-making, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, it's always harder under those circumstances, you know? Uh, I, I feel like, you know, having kids in, in your, in your late teens or early twenties is that's, that's, that's rough. You know, I, I, I look back on generations before us and see parents who are able to do it, but there's a lot of factors there. You know, there was like, there were, there was factory jobs you could get at 16 years old back then. There were right. things you could do to ensure that you were able to take care of your situation, you know, whereas nowadays at 16, 17, you're not walking into Honeywell and getting a job with some benefits to it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, if you don't have a high school education, Honeywell ain't even looking at you now, you know, you need college education to get some of those jobs nowadays that you could get back in the day with just a GED or even not a GED, you know? And so for me, wow, that was a left turn. I apologize for that. But nonetheless, for me, it was harder when I was younger for those reasons. You know, uh, I, I was poor. I was scared. I had no sense of direction. I was still a kid. I was super immature. I liked to party and kick it. And all of those things combined just made for a lot of poor decisions, which oftentimes will uh, just, it just makes it harder to move fluently. You know what I'm saying? You don't got the muscles for that. Did that affect the kid? Oh, for sure. It was one at the time, right? Oh, yeah, it was one at the time. And for sure, you know, I'm, I'm saying like, uh, you know, sometimes I wonder about like, okay, because because, you know, he's he's still around and, and sees my new batch. You know what I'm saying? And and, mm. and, 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 and one of these days we're going to have to crack into that and talk about like, hey, how, how did how does that make you feel? And, and 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 is there anything we should we should really get on the table? You know what I'm saying? Like as far as that goes, like but, someone yeah. like they're getting the better you as a as a father. It, well, they're getting the the well-oiled version. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're getting they're getting the me that has time to sit down and play. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're, they're getting the me that's not like um 
trying to figure it out on the road a ton. You know, a, a lot of the things that I, I did in those early years, even to like build what I currently have, you know, in some parts, his and my relationship had to pay for some of that, you know? It, Has it, he ever expressed anything or is he just assumed I mean, that maybe he's, you, you know, he's not here to talk yeah. for himself. So I should probably just kind of like, you know, fall back yeah, and yeah. speak, true, speak, true. speak for my own experience. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, there's, there's things there. The love is there. Everything is good, but there's things there that I know that, that eventually I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to speak to or, or, or account for, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and I, and I know that it hasn't been, uh, a huge issue yet, but I can only imagine because I look at my relationship with my father and there were things there, you know what I'm saying? Things that needed to be spoken about and accounted yeah. for, you know? It's a constant thing we talk about here. Um, just choices we make in our professional lives versus our family lives and whether or not we should be making those decisions because of the, the, the concern about what that impact will be for our kids. Right. And so in your case, age, I think played a big role in a lot of that stuff too. your career, um, the, the path you took, right. Like being on tour and stuff like that. Like, there's no other way to do it. You have to do that. And any offense kind of in similar shoes. There's always like this crazy conflict. So I wonder, I mean, I, I know hindsight is 2020 and all that, but like if you had the same deck of cards laid out for you, do you think you would have made the same decisions leading up to where you are today? You know, I would have made a better version of those decisions. I would have, if I could now, I, I would go back and, 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 and shed the things that, weren't as productive you know what i'm saying and 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 shed the things that were like now that i can look back and see oh well, that decision held me back that yeah. you know we could all do that with our careers specifically uh you right. can look at it at the at the you make a lot of baby steps and you can look at which ones were like ah, i didn't even need to make that step i could have i could have took a bigger step and, and went there you know um i here's the thing with i didn't even have a career there was zero nothing there i was a father first and so when the career started to happen it was like an accident it was like oh what is this this ain't supposed to happen so i had to figure things out from that space um and you know in that space it was like it, with my other kids it, they're just accustomed to it this oh that's what dad does sometimes he goes away for a month uh sometimes he lives on on the facetime you know what i mean like uh with him you know pre-FaceTime, me and him already having a relationship that was already hard because, again, I was broke and we didn't live together. Um, and then suddenly to, to turn that into dad going away for three months at a time, because when you're first starting out, you get in the van and you just go. Yeah, you're just on the grind. And so, yeah, it was it was a it was a whole different thing. So I would look back now and go, OK, there's certain elements I would have. I would have realized that at some of those things that I did, because I thought I had, you got to do that. You got to do that. I'll erase, delete a lot of that stuff, you know, because it sounds like stuff. also a maturity thing, too, because I'm sure that, you know, that has to do the, the, those choices are based on also on your maturity level as well. Sure. Which, sure. You would have shit out. Sure. But also, I, I, I remind myself, I reflect that uh, when things started to pop off for me, I was a, a late bloomer, you know, um, I looked at a lot of my contemporaries and peers and they were 22, 23 years old. I was 30 when, when we really started grinding, you know? So at that point I even had a level of a maturity that even then kept me from doing some of the even dumber stuff that I could have, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so it's like, I was somewhere in the middle there. What, what I had was uh, like a, a, a code or a work ethic 
that forced me to see things like you got to go through it. There's no way around it. There's no way over it. You got to you got to go through it. That's how I saw stuff, because I, I that's what I picked up from my parents. You know what I'm saying? And now now I'm at a place where I'm like, oh, even when I give people advice, I'm like, man, you don't got to go through that. You can, you can totally yeah. climb that wall. You know what I'm saying? You could go around that. And, all, you know, there, there's a lot of that now that I didn't know. But also there was no mentorship for me. I was living in Minneapolis. We didn't know anybody who had really done what we were trying to do. We just knew what we read in magazines and saw on TV. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like what we were trying to do. We, we had no we had nothing to look at as far as the career went. I had plenty to look at as far as parenting went because my, my parents were young parents. And so I was able to, even as the oldest of three, I was at an age already peeping what was going on with, with, with the dynamic between my family and my parents, you know what I'm saying? And so I had, a, I had a lot to apply there as far as parenthood. And that's, I'm glad that somehow I accidentally got brought up because that is a big part of my parenthood. The fact that I grew up, even when I was broke and, and, and struggling with the first kid, there was still a certain type of uh, a thought or, or a certain type of way that I looked at what it was to be a parent. And that was based on the fact that I got to watch my parents stumble, stumble through it. You know what I'm saying? And so I got to right. see a lot of like behind the scenes that helped inform me, you know? Yeah, it's I'm important. Uh, I'm sorry, kid. Cut you no, go ahead. I I'm always like really impressed at how on this show. And, and I think this is just a sample size of just society at our current stage in, in existence here how often like some of those stumbles maybe negative experiences amount to a positive experience for the next generation in your case right so like you might have seen things that were not the greatest but you learn from them to be able to do better versus following the same footsteps that might have led you into a worse path sure uh i think that it's a it's a give and take because there's plenty of stumbles my parents were never even allowed to make that I didn't learn from. And now that my life is kind of different than what theirs was, there's a lot of things I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what to do with things like money. You feel me? Like I never learned anything. So I'm that parent that's like, buying too many Legos because I'm like, yo, I want to play with Legos. I didn't get to do that. Plus I, yeah. I'm not gauging like, Hey, you know, these things are fucking expensive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, it's, it's just right. like, so there's certain stumbles that I have to make too, but it's a different kind of thing or, or specifically the time thing, because now I'm in an area where I'm really trying to apply as much time as I can. Um, and also make sure that I'm keeping them, uh, involved in like, community stuff or 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 sports or things of that nature i didn't have any of that in my life you know what i'm saying so i don't know how to do it so there i am i'm the weirdo soccer dad you know what i'm saying all the other soccer dads they get it they know they fall in line they soccer dad up because their parents did it right. you know what i'm saying i don't know what to do so i'm out there you know half awake drinking a coffee sup you know like it's just, <laughs> just like they're all like, hey, you know, they got and they got the they got the wagon where they carry the chairs and all this. And I'm just like, fam, I'm learning as I go. You know, it's uh these are good problems to have, by the way. I want to make sure to express that. Like I have no complaints because uh we are blessed, our family's blessed. There's a lot of struggle out there and a lot of turmoil and this in the struggles that I'm dealing with, I can I can I can deal with these, you know what I'm saying? And so I know that's a good problem to have. Listen, try to explain to the soccer dad what you do for a living. I'm like, yeah, I have a show called, I guess, Drink Champs. And oh, what are you doing there? Show so <laughs> great. Uh, it's just a little podcast. 
well, what do oh, you yeah. do? What do you really do? Uh, we drink a little bit. I don't know. And then they look it up. The next time they see me, like, oh, okay, what's up, man? What's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. That's yeah, yeah. But it's a good problem to have. It, it is. It is. It, it is. is. At the end of the day, because it, there's a there's a lot of problems out there. We're all gonna have some. So I always, man, I try to be conscious and humble about the ones that I'm currently having to deal with. Because for sure. For sure. And, and going back to what you said about the Legos, it's funny because I feel like that in my crib as well. I feel like it's an overcompensation thing. Like what, what I didn't have as a kid, I want to make sure, you know, you always, every parent wants to do better by their children than what they had. You know, they want to sure. they want to bring it up a notch. And so we're like, I'm telling my girl, I'm like, we're just, our crib looks like a Toys R Us. You know, it's like, this can't that's, be good. You got, long the, you, got the, you got the big giraffe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got the, you know, those little like toy houses that are supposed to be outside because they're so big. We yeah, got yeah, it yeah. inside the crib okay, and we got yeah. two of them. It's like, and my, my kids don't even use it. It's like, what are we doing? Every day is another I'm saying, toy. Throw it's a little crazy. TV in there and some cushions. And that's where I would hide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, my daughters, and my kids still want to leave the crib. I'm like, man, I'll stay here all day if I was a kid. You give them a cardboard box and they're super happy. They make something yeah. up out of it. <laughs> it's like, Man, why did I just that's buy That's what I use. I use shoe boxes to be <laughs> yeah. the, I would draw on the shoe boxes computers and that was the base for GI Joe. Yeah. That's what yeah. I had. You know what I'm saying? You know, one of my kids is like that, man. Yeah, you give him anything, and he'll 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 make it work. He'll make something out of it. He'll play with it. So, oh yeah, you take that old, get that old broken toy over there, dog. And he'll go and mess with that broken toy, <laughs> take it apart, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know. Then I got I got a kid who's also like, you know he's scientific like he he's peeping he's watching he's watching the social situations he's uh he's he's very i would say adept man like i and i'm i'm proud of that cuz i wasn't I, I stumbled you know what i'm saying i stumbled my way through childhood uh i stumbled my way through my teenage years and he's kind of like he he learned early that structure that structure thing you know uh, oh, speak, speaking of science like um the other day i was you believe well, in it of course <laughs> i was go i was going we were going somewhere my son and i He's eight, and it, it was unseasonably warm here in New York. Uh, this was a couple days ago, and we're riding through. I have the windows down because it's like that nice outside. And he he's really my son is very talkative, very inquisitive, always asking questions, always like having something to say. And he's super quiet, and I'm like, "Yo, you all right?" And he's like, like slow to respond, and I'm like, "Yo, what's going on? Talk to me." And he's like, I'm just sad. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Everything was cool. Like until we got outside and he felt the, the, the change, the, he expected it to be cold. And so he was like, climate change is going to mess up my opportunity to be a zoologist. Yo, dog. Oh, Yo, my <laughs> heart, <sank>. deep, <laughs> my heart sank. I, first of all, I'm like, all right. I mean, we talk about it in the house. Like you hear it in the news. Like, climate change is the real thing that we're dealing with i didn't under i didn't comprehend how much he understood its impact sure right at eight years old if i'm outside in the dead of winter close to the dead of winter and i don't find it to be cold i'll be jumping up and down like yes I, you know it's chill time but he was really like thinking yeah. steps ahead and yo man I, it was it was a moment bro and he like tears came out of his eyes but then in a moment as, as we were talking he started to come up with like hopeful statements of where we're going to end up like he knew what scientists are up to trying to figure this thing out he was giving me examples and i'm so like it's not water world 
<laughs> it's not it's not water world <laughs> and, he, and he was like so he kind of prepped himself you know puffed himself up in that moment and i was just you know little little questions i would ask him to to get him moving in that direction but he had all the answers and he taught me a bunch of stuff in, the, in those 10 minutes that we were together in that ride and then i was like all right we're back like level again but for a moment there i was like my little scientist is heartbroken right now yeah that's rough man like uh you know, and you think about, you imagine kind of like, let's say those, those of us in the eighties, mm-hmm. um, I probably thought too much and knew too much about the idea of us going at it with Russia. Then say my, then say my parents were thinking and considering to right. them, it was just headlines. And to me, it was like, I was already trying to figure out how I'm going to get through it when it happens. You know what I'm saying? A movie like red Dawn came out and I'm like, yo, yeah. This, yeah. this is like a, it's like a tutorial, you know? Uh, so I, I can imagine that, 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 that the children now are, you know, not just aware of the headlines, but also aware of thinking about like, this is the world where somebody like me, it's like, I read the headlines and I think about it and I'm like, oh man, shit sucks. But I'm not, I'm not necessarily sitting here on a daily basis considering, well, what is my life going to be like in 20 years? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, you know, I'm at the age now where I'm like, I realize, Hey man, I'm not even guaranteed 20 years. So it's like, we're thinking more about like the next five, 10, you know what I'm saying? And so it's, 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 it's interesting, man, for the kids. I saw, I saw a tweet or something. Uh, somebody would like, you know, how they screenshot a tweet and put it on the internet. But I saw a tweet that was like a joke, but it was like, kid was like talking about what he wants to be when he grows up and the tweet was like lol it's climate change you ain't gonna get to grow up you know it was mm. a and it was like oh damn i struggle with guilt sometimes just on, on low key of just when i whether it's climate change covid all the shit that's going well, it's on all your fault no nah, just like <laughs> well that but <laughs> but just the fact of like damn what you know what did i what do we bring bring a kid into right yeah I think feel, back, yeah. You feel guilty for bringing kids in, or you feel guilty for reckon for being a part of the problem, or or you feel guilty mm. for for bringing new people in and in, into something that 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 they may or may not be able to. Yeah, bring bringing bringing into something yeah. that they might not be able to. I mean, if you, if I want to be like super pessimistic about it, and but but just that's the feeling that you get when you look at the news and everything that's around you and. I, I I feel like, uh, you know, it's a ping pong. You go back and forth between feeling that and feeling guilty. I have friends who don't intend to have children for that very mm. reason. You know? Yeah. And then the other side of me goes, well, if 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 my friends that care all stop having kids, then we're only left with people who don't give a fuck raising yeah. kids. Mm. And I don't, you know, what I'm saying I don't know what I don't know the answer here. I can only just kind of like hope for the best and know that as humans, we are likely doing our job or whatever it is that we were created to do because it is it's in our it's completely in our nature to fuck shit up and so as and then and then adapt to it as the bacteria that we are here we are you know living on this piece of meat sitting in the middle of the street and we're tearing it apart you know what i'm saying to the point where hey maybe we it will no longer be sustainable for ourselves you know what i'm saying it's like like any bacteria or any virus you know uh and it might be the kind of virus that you know calms down and, and becomes a lot easier to handle because that's how the virus figures out how it has to survive because if it kills its host well what good is that you're going to die as a virus if you kill your host you know what i'm saying or we could be the just fuckery virus that kills the host and 
goes away, but at least then we're fucking gone and we can't fuck up fuck nobody others planet up you know you watch these re, re, these rich people are flying to space like hey this is fun it's like <laughs> man i know what y'all are doing y'all are right. trying to co- colonize y'all yeah, are yeah. Like, uh why are you buying up all that that bitcoin bro uh because you know that when you come back to earth money ain't gonna be here no more right <laughs> <Like>, uh, <laughs> they're man. building currency they could use on mars they're right. building currency they could use it, it, on mars exactly <laughs> all right here's a here's a two-part question going into the creative space a little bit so your new album recently dropped called word correct correct all right um so one if you curious to know a little bit about the album what went into it and then two is this is something that we also talk quite a bit about on the show is just finding time how do you balance out like being creative and being able to put a project together when you're also you know managing that a pro dad yeah dad brain versus creative brain home studio was the first thing that um changed everything for me the ability to like go and write at six in the morning if that's what it was you know the ability to just wake up and, and and go to the basement you know uh when i realized that i could record myself without any outboard gear or any you know it just it's a microphone and a and a little machine to heat it up and my laptop you know what i'm saying when i realized i could start doing vocals like that i was my, my output became even more my creativity became even more because it was no longer working on somebody else's clock and that soothed every single part of me that ever had anxiety about what i did for a living um once that kicked in i was able to really figure out that space but here's the thing i don't do much else you know i don't have no homies that i go kick it with i have homies that i kick it with on the phone or in text threads i see them once in a while because of my career that mm-hmm. slowed way down because of covid but i don't you know i don't i don't really i don't really kick it with nobody and that's not a complaint and it's not that i'm uh i, I an isolationist or uh, uh, uh anti-social i'm just um I'm just very picky about, about how I, how I do social, you know what I'm saying? And right. so it's like, um, so this is what I do. I, I either am dadding or husbanding or making I'm music. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Making music. And the, and the truth of it is it's, I, it's my favorite thing to do. It's and and that's not even a, I would do this even if it wasn't my career, but somebody said, Hey, I'll give you the ability to do this in your basement for the rest of your life. I would come home from work driving a delivery truck and make sure hey you need any help with your homework whatever whatever and then i would go make a song you know what i'm saying like it's like my favorite thing to do it's like solving puzzles and that's what i feel like i feel like one of those people that owns a ton of puzzles just makes puzzles in their house everybody Mm -hmm. had one grandparent that had that loved doing puzzles and i think that's who i am but these are my puzzles the puzzles are trying to crack a song trying to hear what the music is saying what kind of story it's supposed to be or or what what kind of vibe or am i supposed to just talk shit whatever just find it crack it and and and, and take another step towards eventually writing the perfect song or whatever it is that we try to do so you never had an issue of of turning you know off the dad brain and turning on the the creative brain to, to write these songs i kept it together as one brain kind of you know um because the creative brain is there when I'm dadding and the dad brain is there when I'm creating, you know what I'm saying? And it, and I let it seep into my music. I let pieces of Bars. it seep into my songs, you know, even back when I was just starting out, I, I rarely go and, and, and revisit 
the older material unless I'm trying to like find something to, to work into the live set. And and so but when I do or or let's say the label's like trying to uh, uh, reissue some vinyl and you got to listen to the test pressings, make sure that, that the bass is right and all this stuff. Right. So then I hear these old songs and go, man, I was I was doing dad jokes in 2001. <clears throat> the hell was I thinking? Like Most of my humor, actually. I'm bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes. You know, most of most of the humor or the the the, the sarcasm bars that I have from back then are, are dad jokes. You know what I'm saying? And I just didn't I just didn't see it then. I didn't realize. But now it's just like, oh man, I've been corny this whole time. You know, and I gotta say that's a feat. corny paid off. No, it's a feat because who else? Who else really got to do that? Biz had a version of that. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a few who got to do that, and they were all greats if they got to do that and do that for this long and right. so I, I i feel like oh i'm, I'm kind of sneaking into some good company with this because they've allowed me to really be corny for like 25 years at this point you know what i'm saying like hey if you let me be corny for that long you probably let me do anything at this point mm. how do your kids look at you i mean all they know is you well maybe your eldest may have maybe have remembrance of you not as an mc but how do they look at you do they just consider you dad the corny rapper or do they have like do they appreciate your music like how, how does that work uh you know it's it's interesting because um it's the young ones always appreciate it because they're just like proud of anything their dad does if i wasn't a rapper and i was doing origami and it was a corny horrible origami they would still be like yo my dad makes these things out of paper <laughs> you know it's like uh the older ones get taste they start to have taste and opinions and then it's like you really get to see what 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 that's based in. So I have an older son that will like a song because of one noise that's in the song. Mm. And I'd be like, that's that's wild to me. That's crazy to me. You, you heard that noise. You like that noise. Now you like the song. Now you're letting the song in. You know what I'm saying? But it was that one noise that sounded like a spaceship that first made you go, oh, that's cool. You know, and then I think about like, oh, that's kind of what happened to me with music. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, uh, for example, that Steve Miller band with the space noises at the front of it. That's probably the only reason I ever ended up liking the Steve Miller band. I probably heard that noise as a kid. And then, you know, by the time I was in the ninth grade, had their greatest hits on cassette or something. It was bumping Joker or something or whatever that song was called. You know what I mean? Like, it's all these different things that kids allow to, like, shape their taste. And so with the kids that get older, you start to see those things. And then, you know, I got I got one kid who's who's a, a, a preteen and he's like. He has his own opinion. He has his own taste in music across the board, period. He's still proud of me because he now can see behind the scenes a little bit and see what goes into making this music. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like there's there's elements of that at play. But it's just phases. Even the oldest one who knew me before, I was, well, to be fair, was I was trying to rap, you know, since since high school, junior high school. So he always knew his dad rapped. But he got to see it actually start to happen. Right. Um, he liked the stuff. By the time, you know, he was already like eight, nine, when things started to happen, when he started to really pay attention to music, he was probably, you know, into his teens. And then he was really drawn to the stories. You know, and that was one thing that I, I was always really proud of was like, okay, I'm writing stories that a teenager is actually like listening to and paying attention to and then talking to me about the story, you know? So that was a, in a weird way, that was kind of like a, what do you call that? Um, 
the, the, the not the drawing board, but when you the sounding board for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah. he oh he liked this song. Oh, he liked the hook. Okay, that's interesting because he already had his taste in music. You know what I'm saying? He would he would like things for certain reasons. Not even that we had the same taste, but he had reasons for why he liked stuff. So when I heard him applying that to my music, that was always a, a good place, a good sounding board. Do they have any, have any of the kids try to take up music themselves? All of them. You know, all of them have, have, but I think that is phases as well, because you could have pulled me aside at any point in my childhood and been like, oh, he's trying to make music. And then a year later, oh, he's trying to play football. And then a year later, oh, he's trying to right. make music. You know, I, you know, I went from being a break dancer to, to the, uh, the illustrator to all these things. And the funny thing is they're all a part of my music. Mm-hmm. You know, I incorporate all of that. My art, the, the art. The, the illustrations, the graffiti that I used to draw, the 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 the, the, the dancing, uh, and I and I was even a DJ before I started rapping. Rapping was kind of like my last, my, you know, it was like the final hail mary. Like if this don't work, forget <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and I don't even know what that means because it wasn't gonna work. I knew that at this point. I think I was rapping because my friends thought that I could rap good. You know what I'm saying? And so I would, right. I would freestyle, I would kick it. I'd write songs with friends and stuff, but none of us were like, okay, if we can only get, you know, Russell to hear this demo, you know, we, we <laughs> knew Russell wasn't trying to hear shit. You know what I'm saying? It was like, so when it happened, it was like a kind of a surprise. I heard at the beginning of the, at the, beginning of the show, you're, you call me a label owner and I'm always like humbled when people say that, but also I'm always like, man, do I, do I say something? Cause truth be told, like, you know, we were, um, I guess you would say we invested, we, we helped put the money down to help get things cracking and whatnot, but I had never made a decision at that label for anybody aside for atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Like I've never, I've never been at a meeting for an evidence record. I've never, you know, been, had anybody show me the art and ask me what I think of the art to the, this guy or, or this lady or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because they know ah, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, 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 I am in here. I have a piece of this based off of early, early early investing you know what i'm saying right. um but yeah it, if if they ever turned to me and were like what do you think of this i i would probably throw up on myself i wouldn't even know what to say. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i i don't i don't i've never worn those hats and i've never been good at that i have a hard enough time just trying to direct my own band you know what i'm saying and just try to figure out what we should do next you know it's like i'm always good at talking to friends and, and giving them bits and pieces of my experience or or my ideas or my my thoughts but I've never been good at like being like judging, being judgy, judging your shit. And to me, that's, you know, that's what companies are all about. They have to judge it because they have to decide whether or not they can make money off it or something. Right. But that's why Ryan Sayers has a, such a good reputation, probably. I mean, it's just artist friendly, you know? Well, I always felt like as an artist, there's a conflict of interest of me making decisions in that room about somebody else's project you know what i'm saying because it's like the okay so that means i have to know how much money is even available to spend this year in marketing yeah. and maybe i want all that money so maybe yeah you know it, it's one of the things where i'm like ah, i don't want i never even wanted to be involved in that and also i think that that does help the artists uh trust my voice when they do call me to ask about creative opinions and stuff but it's even rare that artists will hit me up and ask me about the business you know when they do it's usually about touring you know what I'm saying? But it, it's it's not often that someone's like, so what should I do about this and this? And they want to do this. And it's like, I, I don't even know what to tell you, bro, because, you know, I just shook my head. Yes, a lot. And, and, and just hopped on it, hopped on the roller coaster. You know what I'm saying? Like, I it, it's it, I was there from 
from the first day. So I, I don't know what you're supposed to do. People are like, oh, should, should I, uh, well, how would you do this now? What advice do you have for a young artist? And man, the landscape is so different now yeah, totally for a startup different. than it was for me. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know me, I'm kind of like, well, make it 12 inch, send it to Bobito. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. who, you know, what, what's, yeah. what, what's, what's a 12 inch, you know, I don't, you know, so it's like, it's one of them things where I, I, I'm, I'm cautious about giving people technical advice and I'm more about giving people like heart advice. You know what I'm saying? How to, how to apply yourself to what you're doing, to the people that you're dealing with, things of that nature. You know, I know how the heart works. Yeah, everything else is kind of like, and also, you know, it's like dice, you know, you can shake them all day. If you don't hit the number you're trying to hit, it don't matter. And so there is no, there's no strategy to dice. You don't go in and be like, okay, if I hold them like this and, and, and you know, that, that doesn't really work. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you know, uh, I, I can't tell you what to do. I can just give you, I can just tell you how to feel. I can tell you how to, how to feel, what to, how, what to give people, you know what I'm saying? How to deal with the people that you encounter, things of that nature. And you apply that to, to your parenting as well? Um, yeah, because, well, I, I think that obviously I probably have to have to change some of the delivery, but it, it's, it's, it applies to anything really. It applies to anything that you're doing. I think if you want to be successful and work with other people, there's certain things that, you know, you kind of got to, you, you got to be able to read the room. You know, that's one of the things that I always try to t teach people first is like, know, know what you're stepping in, know what you're getting into, know, know who you're talking to, pay attention to what's in that room right now before you, you know, I love the whole say less movement. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I do believe that I have a really hard time following it, but conceptually, I think it's, it's, it's exactly correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like oftentimes we, we, we say too much, you know what I'm saying? Yo, we know we know you gotta jump in a few pick do pick up. Has um, it been forty five minutes already? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I feel like y'all didn't get to talk at all. I apologize. Man. <laughs> nah, man, <laughs> this is for you to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to we're trying to learn something. I, I got one question for you before we depart here. So you have a four year old. You said that's your youngest, correct? Yep. Yep. All right. So, well, two parter. It's your fourth child. I don't know what the age disparity is between them and oh, him and the next son, but it's reset everything, right? As far yeah. as you know, them coming into the world and you guys have to start all over again. How different would you say that process was from the last one? Just from the first one, I'm sure it was dra dramatically different, but like from the most, you know, the last two, how was that? It was um, way more natural, but also the last two were closer to his age. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like I have a four-year-old, a uh, seven-year-old and 11-year-old. Ah. And so, you know, I mean, he's rocking right now probably pants that both of them or at least one of them owned you know what i'm saying it's like right. there's 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 and that you know and that's why i'm like oh man we could have made six of these if we would <laughs> if we would if we had made six of them over the course of seven years in, instead of three over the course of eight years it might we not apply the numbers game to this. <laughs> but 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 you know when, when you group them closer together, I do believe it makes things a lot easier, but that probably goes with anything. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, because you're still, those, those muscles are still trained. You're still exercising those muscles. And so here comes the next one. You're like, Oh, I already know how to wake up. I already know how to do all these things that were hard when I had that first one, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Or, and the, and the jump right. between my first and second was so big. I was like, I'd already had two separate lives prior to that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, I went from being a young father to being a, a grinding rapper to being a, a rapper who was like 
kind of getting towards the top of the world to being like, okay, I'm, I'm going to tone this down now and just try to, and try to age gracefully. Oh, you want some kids? All right, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And so, so, you know, there's elements that I see that remind me of being a grandfather even because I, I can play, I got time. Let's play. Let's get on the floor and play. And we're going to play for hours. We're going to play till you can't play no more, man. Army guys and Legos and all that. You know, I think that's a part of why I, I am a sucker for buying toys is because I'm like, man, that looks like fun. You know, I'll see something and be like, oh, that looks like fun. I'm going to order that from Amazon. Yep. <laughs> that damn Amazon. <laughs> damn, but you play for hours, man? What kind of energy? <laughs> just, 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 I just drink water. I try to drink it from a can. I'm trying to you make sure I'm not like giving away any advertising. <laughs> I try to drink it from a can because that's how it tastes best to me. But I also, I measure, I take, a, I, I, I take water in like it's nobody's business because I'm, I'm trying to live for as long as possible. But uh, um, I, I love sugar. I'm addicted to sugar, but I try to be careful of how much of that I eat as well. Um, I like to have a drink or two after the kids go to bed sometimes. Um, I, I like to, I don't know where the energy comes from. The energy comes from not having to do nothing else, man. Like the energy comes from just being like, oh man, this is great. I'm going to do this. I'm going to kick it today. You know what? I know you're young, but you're going to learn how to play Monopoly. Let's go. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was Googling around and, you got a rabid following on Reddit, bro. Rabid? Rabid. Oh, Reddit. I know you know what I hear. I hear of these things. Uh um, I, I've never been a Redditor. Uh, I did an AMA there once and it was pretty out of control. Maybe twice. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Like, but yeah, fools, yeah, yeah. Fools are fighting over like I, there was some article about, I think it was shouting you out for your birthday or something, and they, they had some stat in it. I can't remember what it was, but they were debating that stat and they were like, yo. Why does why does X rapper get to have this much money when Slug should be fucking blah? It was like I was like, oh shit, okay, let me step the fuck out of here before shit gets crazy. I will never, I would never argue with somebody who's trying to advocate for me having more money, more money. Yeah. Um, but in the same breath, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I try to think about when I was a kid. Prince was my. He, oh, yeah. he was my ultimate, you know, I'm from Minneapolis. And so yeah. already I was like, oh, I, I, a part of me felt like I got to watch him do it, even though I didn't. But I had an aunt who did. And so vicariously through her, I really built a strong love for Prince. And so. I always like when he was doing things and he left the label and put slave on his cheek and all that, I was all about that. I was like, go get it, get it, get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Beat these fools, you know, and, I, and I'm sure actually that had an impact on me, even as an artist, you know, watching what Prince went through, you know what I'm saying? Uh, as a, as a, as a major, as a signed artist who was a hit factory, he, you know, he had major hits, he had, he had a major career. He was seen as a musical genius from the people who were into making music. And he was seen as a, as a, as a hit factory by the people who were into selling music. And so I was, I was like, man, you're the best ever. That's dope. Right. So before we part, depart, I keep saying that shit. Where can people check out? Well, check you out on Instagram. I love your 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 name on Instagram, by the way. But I'm gonna let you say it. And then, obviously, the the album Word streaming everywhere. I, I believe so. It should be streaming everywhere. It's Word with a question mark at the end. And uh, came out in October. You know, we slow we slow released it over the summer. And um and 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 uh yeah, you stream it everywhere. You can find me at Instagram at Dadmosphere or just Atmosphere. Um, uh, that's the only place you're really gonna find me. Like, I'm pretty sure that there's social media sites everywhere, but I, I, I don't know who actually runs those things. I, I do the Instagram though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, the label does the Facebook, uh, 
Twitter is down. Um, where else can you find me? You know, just mm. stick your stick your head out the window and holler, slug. <laughs> Um, tour, right? you, you got, and you got some new show and you got shows coming up so i'm sure you're oh yeah we got be, shows shows yep. coming up i have a i have one of them kind of link tree things at the at the um at the i at the instagram so that you can you can find your way to everything if you want to listen to music there's streaming stuff inside of that link it's one of them link tree joints uh, if you want to listen watch videos all that junk it's all there you know oh. but but yeah we got shows coming uh next year i don't i don't got nothing this year this year's a wrap i'm chilling because it's winter and it's minnesota um but yeah, we'll we'll be out and about again next year. You know, let's make this COVID go away so we can play some parties and and and, and rub up, be crazy, and enjoy ourselves and, and throw confetti in the air and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Great. Well, shout out to Richie for uh, hooking us up and having you on. Appreciate Richie. that. Yep. Yeah, man. Gotta and love uh, and yo, man. Hope hope you come back again. Talk yeah, that man. shop. Thank you for yeah. us. You guys, thank you so much for having me. Like for real, for real. Uh, I, I appreciate this. And anytime you want me back, if you lose a guest, if somebody if somebody's like bails, I'll be a substitute anytime. Like just holler because oh, let's do it. Say no more. Yeah, I got I got jokes. I got jokes. So we, <laughs> we I, need I, I know I, I, I see y'all style. So I I'll, I'll figure <laughs> out I'll, I'll figure out how to kind of just wedge in and and and. And, and and joke with you but any anytime this was great so, we gotta have a cast of stepdads on on deck yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> peace bro have a great holiday season bro take peace, care bro. peace y'all. take care yo be a father if not why bother son a boy can make him but a man can raise one be a father to your child 